At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Tuesday night. We're getting closer and closer to the final four. Most anticipated semifinal since, I don't know when. It's been quite some time. It'll be uh, it'll be something. UNC and Duke, the nightcap on Saturday night. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are getting closer to the NFL draft as well, which will be here in Las Vegas before we know it. The Masters will be here next week. Uh, so private aviation today. Supposedly uh, a special appearance potentially as well. Yeah. Can you imagine what that does for the Masters ratings Thursday and Friday? If he actually plays. For those that have not heard, Tiger Woods played a practice round today at Augusta. And I've been told is leaning towards participating <laughs> in this year's Masters. I mean, that's a godsend. For the Masters, because I'm telling you, the majority of golf fanatics fans had already decided, OK, we'll tune in, maybe back nine of the final group Saturday. Definitely tune in Sunday. If Tiger plays, those ratings will, will just they'll, they'll, they'll go up five, six X on Thursday and Friday. I mean, to think about, I mean, I, I know we'll have the betting perspective and I would say probably not worth a long shot bet. I would say the value on him, whatever it is, is, is not there. But just thinking. He has not played since that car accident, that broken leg. He's going to have to walk the entire course because those are the rules. Man, that that would be something. I hope it happens. I'm would, that definitely would be taking a 50-to-1 flyer on, on Tiger. 
You can guarantee there'll be a hundred of the king dollars on Tiger at fifty to one if he participates. If he loses, okay, cool. So this is a high-end bottle of bourbon anyway. <laughs> so we had that news today. Um, you know, so we, we got a whole lot going on. Before we uh, jump back into the college hoops, uh, it is worth noting that the Los Angeles Lakers they did not cover tonight as twelve-point road fa- uh, road underdogs. They lose one twenty-eight to one ten. Wasn't even that close. And uh, Luca had a triple-double through three quarters. LeBron didn't play. But the Lakers, Sean, as of right this very moment, are not in the play-in tournament. They have been passed by the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have the tiebreak over the Lakers. And we are getting down to the nitty-gritty, and we very well could see the Los Angeles Lakers not even in the play-in tournament as they were smashed on the road tonight without LeBron James. I don't know if, and I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a conspiracy, but to say that the Lakers are unintentionally going to miss the playoffs, I think would be not the complete truth. I think as an organization, they know this team has no chance of making the Western Conference Finals and winning. And I don't think there'll be a lot of tears shed if they just don't make the playoffs at all. Well, and they can start to they can start to rebuild. I mean, Anthony Davis is still not back from injury. LeBron's now banged up. Mm-hmm. They know that, it, you know, if Anthony Davis comes back for the playoffs, what kind of shape is he in? You know, now all of a sudden you would have to play a game in the play-in, win, then play another game in the play-in and win. And the prize at the end of the rainbow, the pot of gold is the Phoenix Suns in the first series of the of the Western Conference playoffs. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of sh- a tear shed in that organization. I wish I would have taken Lakers not to make the playoffs <laughs> before the season started. Well, there was one better at MGM who took who put $10,000 on the Lakers to miss the playoffs at 16 to 1 odds. He's feeling good. Yeah. Uh because it's not only do the Lakers stink right now and like you said with everything with LeBron being banged up, AD still not back. Uh, their schedule is rather challenging down the stretch. So let's take a look at you know the standings that we have up there. They've got the Utah Jazz on Thursday on the road. There'll be a dog there. They're home to the uh, to the Pelicans, who are record wise better than the Lakers. Denver at Phoenix at Golden State. They have a home game against Oklahoma City, where they'll be a favorite, and then at Denver. They're a favorite in one, maybe two, depending on LeBron's status against New Orleans. And that's it, Sean, down the stretch. Well, here's what I knew it was over. They were up 69 <laughs> to 49 on Sunday versus the Pelicans with LeBron playing, and they lost by eight. And I was like, ah, it's probably officially time for the offseason in title town. LeBron can go off and, and executive produce another rap CD and – you know, uh, fund a, a, a new film. Rap CD. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know that he was the executive producer of uh, 2 Chains, rapper Go oh, To The really? League? Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's rolling off the field. I mean, they probably yeah. got to try and get Adele's residency in Vegas back going as well, right? So he's got things he needs to get to this offseason. He don't want the playoffs to come in between it. Well, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of... Uh... Shout out to that better, by the way. Good call. Yeah, great call. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. But by the way, uh, LeBron is still leading the league in points per game. Oh, he had 39 in the loss of the Pelicans. But 
that, you know? that roster is uh, no bueno. But but uh, by the way, between two good teams tonight, you know, teams that actually have a chance to do something in the postseason, uh, Giannis with uh, the straw poll that came out today, and we'll get to that with JVT later on in the show. There was a straw poll uh, that they do with uh, NBA MVP voters on ESPN, and it, it really made a, a a movement in the market because. Nikola Jokic got a significant number of first-place votes based off of that straw poll on ESPN. But Giannis looked like the MVP tonight as Milwaukee goes into Philadelphia as a short-road underdog, and they win 118-116. Giannis had 40-14-6, and oh, by the way, on the final play of the game, I saw the block. blocked Joel Embiid. It was initially called a goaltend. They went and reviewed it, Sean. They said it was not a goal 10, then they jumped center at midcourt, and the Milwaukee Bucks got a really nice win. The Bucks now just a half game back of first place, which is occupied by the Miami Heat, who, by the way, play the uh, Boston Celtics tomorrow night on the road where they are an underdog. So a nice win for the Bucks tonight. And the Heat's in a free fall themselves. I mean, they're four and six in their last 10. I will say this, though. We sat here, what is it, March now? What was it? Maybe February, early February. Mm-hmm late January, and Giannis was about the fifth or sixth option on the MVP voting. This was before the James Harden trade. And it's interesting because I really think that Harden has made Embiid be less liked. Because I think there are a lot of people that dislike James Harden and the body language he plays the game. He had a big game tonight, but just night in and night out, I don't think they appreciate, you know, his, I guess, lack of intensity on certain nights. And I think some of that, Anks rolls off on Embiid. And then you have Giannis sitting there, who everybody loves, <laughs> who's a defending NBA champion, yep. NBA championship MVP. So mm-hmm. he's got Milwaukee rolling. I think when you really look at the roster, the addition of Serge Ibaka gives them another big body if they make it to the finals, and Phoenix is on the other side. You know, I'm telling you now, though, I already have a futures bet on Milwaukee. I placed a futures bet tonight on the Memphis Grizzlies. My Milwaukee ticket, I think, is at 750 or, or, or plus 800. But the Memphis Grizzlies, what they're doing right, right now without John Morant, mm-hmm. I mean, they are confident. They are really good. And with the fact that Golden State seems to be in a full, like, just wow. slide, I mean, you're really only looking at Phoenix as, like, the established entity because Denver still doesn't have Jamal Murray back. You know, uh, Utah, we they got to prove it. Uh, the Mavs, they're better than the Mavs. You know, the Clippers get Paul George back tonight. But, I mean, you wouldn't look at that series and feel like the Grizzlies don't have a shot. So, you know, I, I wish I had taken the Grizzlies when they were a little bit higher. But even right now, I'd love to get to the NBA Finals and have uh, a future bet on Memphis and Milwaukee because I think that really could happen. Yeah, it's really impressive to see what Memphis – has continued to do without John Morant with him sidelined. Um, they, they have they have really stepped up in his absence, which has been surprising. It's just kind of that, I don't know what it is. You know, we saw it with, you know, Tony Allen and those Memphis Grizzlies not too long ago. It's that kind of that mentality of that city. But, man, Phoenix, I, I know their odds aren't great, but, dude, that team is spectacular. They are. They are. I mean, they're they're bordering on some pretty elite status when you look at where they are in the regular season. Now, they'll probably drop a game or two, so they'll fall down. But if they were to win out the rest of the, the games, which I don't think they will, but let's just say hypothetically they did, they're at 68-14. and 14. That's a that's rarefied air. There are very few teams that have won 68 games in the regular season. 
And this is the defending Western Conference champs. And I think you can argue they're actually better this year than they were last year. So I, I don't disagree with that play by you because Memphis has shown, you know, they're 53 and 23. They're, they're tremendous. But man, I, I would be mildly surprised if Phoenix isn't representing the Western Conference. Now, will they win it all? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. Boston's playing tremendous right now. Obviously, Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie just never know, you know, what they are, if they ever get Ben Simmons in a uniform possibility. And then you've got the defending world champs who are, you know, feel like they're on, you know, hitting their stride right now. So it's, it's fascinating to see right now uh, this entire uh, you know, yeah, Boston's kind of that team no one's respecting. And they've been really good really since well. about, I want to say, three, four weeks before the All-Star break. And I thought it was just one of those things where, you know, teams go on runs. But, I mean, they've sustained it post-All-Star break, and they're winning by margin. Like, this isn't them, like, hitting game-winning shots. I mean, they're beating good teams by double digits. So, you know, maybe not doing anything in this instance at the trade deadline because, you know, we heard a lot of rumors you know, about that they were going to move some of their pieces. They kind of stood still, and, hey, man, maybe that instilled a confidence they needed to make this next nice jump, but they're playing really good yeah. basketball. Losing Robert Williams, though, was uh, was a big blow for them, so we'll see how they uh, they bounce back. Lost on Monday night in overtime. Siakam went for 40. Without Tatum. But they'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Big game against the Heat. More NBA coming up top of the hour when we talk to our good friend, Jonathan Von Tobel, our NBA insider here at Beeson. But let's Jump back into the final four, some exactas. So most outstanding players, what jumps out to us? That's up next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine available in a variety of tastes and strength. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And, uh, well, you know, can't win them all. Uh, maybe don't bet NIT, Tim. Uh, St. <laughs> Bonaventure, a loser tonight. Uh, I got it. I don't know. I just had like that weird pit in my stomach funny feeling. Xavier came out ready to go. The Bonnies, who had to win three consecutive road games, Sean. Mm -hmm. They did so against all Power 5 opponents. They come back. They beat Colorado, Oklahoma, Virginia, all on the road. They come to Madison Square Garden, a senior-laden team, the crowd on their side, and they're down like 20 at the half. Yeah, they were shooting like the basket was moving. I was pretty disappointed. And those guys. Uh, so Xavier gets a win, 84 to 77 as a short dog. Uh, Texas A&M right now uh, is up on Wazoo, 28 to 21. Uh, Texas A&M went off as a two-point favorite in that one. So the Aggies, who were uh, probably the biggest snub in most people's eyes, even though technically per the committee, they were not the first team out. Uh, they are responding uh, behind Buzz Williams and... Uh, right now leading by seven with under three minutes to go for a chance to play in the NIT championship against Xavier. That will be on Thursday night where if they if this holds, they will be a favorite to win that game. Is there have there been any moves in the line? Uh, no, not since last night. Now, however, remember we talked to uh, our good friend Jim Root and South Point actually touched five today in favor of Kansas. And that was quickly gobbled up back down to four and a half. And that is where we stand for the first semifinal. Villanova and Kansas sitting at four and a half. A total has not really moved either. 133. Uh, there is a 132 and a half, as you see right there, at DraftKings. Uh, talking to Johnny Avello last night, said it's been a, a pretty big rush of Kansas money. As of last night, uh, at the time we talked to Johnny, it was about 75, 80% of the uh, bets had been placed on Kansas. Well, 20% or so on Villanova. 
As for the evening affair and uh, and the one that everyone's really looking forward to, UNC and Duke, high total of 151 and a spread of four still remains there with Duke and UNC. If I had to guess, this maybe ticks up, but I, I think this is probably where it's going to be. Um, but we'll see. Still have plenty of time, plenty more bets, and obviously with that being the late game, late bets to come in on uh, on that side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to three young men right now because, see, at Duke, I know we're playing for this year's national championship. We're probably going to lose three guys, lottery picks. We're just reloading. Uh, Xavier Lindsay, the number one player in America, uh, Derek Whitehead, the number five player in America, and Mark Mitchell, the number 13 player, are all committed to Duke. They're playing in the uh, McDonald's All-American game tonight. If uh, Aaron or, or, or Nikki Pats, one of you guys could look up what those three young men have statistically tonight. I appreciate. Just want to just want to keep check with. You can uh, watch the game. Just want to stay up with, with how our next year's group is doing. So, also I got to apologize. We have a huge Boston Celtic fan in the back, and uh, I was accosted during the last break because I said the Boston Celtics didn't make any major moves. By that I mean I had heard a lot about Jason Brown being moved, and they didn't. They did get rid of Dennis Schroeder. And I think they went on a G League all-star team. They called up a couple guys. So uh, our, our lone Boston Celtics fan that per- participates in the nightcap, uh, hopefully, you know, he won't beat me up during the next break. Don't get upset because Duke is just reloading. I mean, I know you're upset, but. Be good? Yeah. We do have no one playing the country coming again, so. I, Tulane? Duke. RJ, Ron Hunter's really recruiting well, huh? Good for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about the, the future of the Green Wave. <laughs> Caleb Daniels, by the way, former uh, Tulane Green Wave. They should have to play a big role for Villanova. You should, play, uh, you should be excited for Villanova. He was, uh, he was at your alma mater. Yeah. Um, yes, the McDonald's All-American game is going on, Sean. Thank you for reminding well, us. Well, you know, I give a shout-out, you know, to next year's squad. And I, I guess. You, you didn't go to Duke. Um, all right. I guess we'll talk about things other than the McDonald's All-American game there. I mean, just because Notre Dame, I don't think, has anyone participating. Actually, neither does Maryland. Actually, Notre Dame does, but okay. uh, that's that's good Good job knowing your knowledge. I'm just saying. J.J. Starlin, he will be uh, he will be the Irish's starting point guard next year. Good, good. Good um, to come to Cameron. Let's, uh, let's take a look at these uh, final exactas. This is uh, at Circa, I believe, these exactas of what will be the outcome of the championship so the most likely actually it's actually co-favorites duke over kansas or kansas over duke both sitting at plus 340 duke over villanova plus 535 kansas over unc plus 515 unc over kansas plus 925 unc over villanova plus 1150 and then the longest of shots, Villanova over Duke, actually not the longest shot, uh, is 1050 plus 1050. And then the longest shot would be Villanova over North Carolina at 13 to 1. So these are courtesy of Circus Sports. Um, anything intrigue you on these exactas to try to make a little, a little extra cash there, Sean? Uh, let me say this. I went back and looked up the spreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke played at Chapel Hill about midway through the ACC conference schedule. They were only three-and-a-half-point favorites, and they won by 20. Right. As everyone knows, last game was the ACC regular season schedule between 
conference schedule was Duke, North Carolina, and Cameron. Duke was actually favored by 10 and a half and lost by 13. Mm -hmm. So both teams are playing at an extremely high level now. Duke is right around what they were, you know, when they went to Chapel Hill, minus four. So you have to figure out who's going to win this game. Because I think it's a complete upset if Villanova beats Kansas, if only because Justin Moore is out. And so a rotation that was six really is down to five. I mean, I don't know that they have anyone that Jay Wright, at least based on his substitution patterns to this point, feels comfortable with coming off the bench and playing any kind of extended minutes. So let's just presume Kansas comes out of that game. The value here, in my opinion, is North Carolina over Kansas. Yeah, I like that one. That's the number that jumps out. Now, that's not the result that I want to happen. But if North Carolina beats Duke, I definitely think North Carolina is capable of beating Kansas. Yeah, so one thing I did today, I went and, and looked back and um, – so North Carolina lost at home, home to to Miami, uh, excuse me, to Pittsburgh, which is just still unfathomable, on February 16th. If you start from February 17th, the day after, you can uh, you can sort all of these, you know, all the statistics. They are statistically, per Bart Torvik, the best team in college basketball, which is wild. Uh you know, they're, you know, fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency, 19th in offense. And the ir ironic part is the second best team since that stretch was Texas Tech, who, of course, Duke knocked off mm -hmm. in the Sweet 16. So uh, I'm with you. I, I think plus 925, if I had to make a play here, would be the most intriguing. Um, it feels like the most likely would be Duke over Kansas, but... You know, the second half, I thought, of Kansas, the way that they played against Miami was their best. Mm -hmm. And if they could play that way, okay, you know, we're seeing something. I thought they played really well in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they beat Texas Tech as well in the Big 10 championship or Big 12 championship. So, you know, something that I think about is Duke and that Texas Tech game was so impressive. And I thought they were trading blows and, you know, Duke was – was figuring things out. But Texas Tech was right there with them for a good chunk of that game. And then at the end of the day, they just ran out of gas, and Duke was just the, the more powerful team. I mean, Kansas just beat that team, too. Just beat Texas Tech, too, in a in a Big 12 championship game. So I think Kansas is capable. Um, I think most people, if they played this, would take Duke over Kansas. But I, I do think there is an intriguing look at either Kansas over UNC at plus 515 or North Carolina over Kansas. To your point, I agree. I, I have a hard time envisioning Villanova beating Kansas on Saturday night. Yeah, me too. I just – Kansas plays about eight guys. You know, the way that they like to get out and transition and make Villanova really hustle to get back in transition defense, I mean, that is taxing on, on the body. Um, Kansas has a size advantage. They have two people in the low post that, you know, play big minutes for them. So, I just – I'd be – that would be an upset. Like, North Carolina, we're going to break here, has the firepower to go basket-to-basket basket with Duke. Well, let's uh, get the thoughts of a former Division I head basketball coach on these games next. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
The NFL Draft is right here in Vegas, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, VEASAN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and Sean King, this guy sitting next to me, a Super Bowl champion, will give you insight on what to bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and the voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the Masters. The start of the MLB season and the NFL draft for only 19 bucks. Head over to vcin.com slash spring. Alongside that man I just mentioned, Sean King, I am Tim Murray, and uh, I'm excited to bring on our next guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, I've had him on many a shows in the past, and no better time to have on a man who has uh, been on a bench uh, for many, many years on Shaka Smart Staff at VCU, led teams to the NCAA tournament, most recently the head coach of George Washington. It is Jamie and Christian who joins us right now. Coach, Jamie, uh, always uh, always love getting your thoughts, man. How are you? Oh, it's great. It's great to be on. And, and uh, you know, I, I love watching your success from afar. And I appreciate you having me on here tonight. Well, let's uh, let's jump into these games, and I, you know, I North Carolina is so fascinating to me. Uh, you know, obviously we'll get into Duke and, and everything that they've got going there, but you know, this is a team, Jamie, that was getting thumped. Right? They lose by twenty nine to Kentucky. They had back to back games where they lost by twenty plus to Miami and Wake Forest, and then they had this loss to Pit, uh, to Pittsburgh in in the middle of February. And I think a lot of us people are, are scratching their heads, like, what what's going on with UNC? Are they even going to make the tournament? And since then. Uh, per some metrics out there, they've been the best team in college basketball. So when you look at UNC and you've watched their run here in the NCAA tournament, what has been the biggest factor for this change for UNC that here we are talking about them in the final four? Yeah, it's uh, one of these things now where it's kind of hard to imagine, you know, kind of where they've, where they've become in these moments, right? Because the way they look right now with Brady Manick, his ability to dominate on the offensive uh, off side of the ball, you know, Armando Baco and his ability to rebound the ball, um, you know, Caleb Love, the way he's been shooting it, it, it feels like they've been one of the best teams all year long. And, you know, I'll just tell you this, I mean, being a guy who's coached a lot of good teams along the way, sometimes it just takes a team a little bit of time to grow together. You know, Brady Manick coming in, um, transferring from Oklahoma, an opportunity for him to kind of fit into the personality of Carolina, which is very different than the style of play at Oklahoma. I feel like that's a big part of it. And, you know, sometimes when you have a guy that dominant, the way that he can shoot the ball and score on the inside, you know, it does take a team a little bit of time to learn how to play together and how the parts all fit together. It certainly seems like right now they're really dominant and a team that's obviously competing for a chance to win a national title. You know, Jamie, it's interesting that you make that point. And obviously the selection committee, they got it right. There's two number twos and a one seed in the final four. But, you know, one of the conversations that myself and Tim have is that there's so much put into quad wins, losses, the Ken Palm rankings. But I, I, I made the point because of the transfer portal, the fact that your best players are generally only there for six to ten months, then they're going into the draft. Sometimes a team evolves so much that they're a completely yep. different team you know, by the time they get to the end of the season, how could you measure that so that a team like North Carolina that based on the way they were playing, you know, the last quarter of the season and, and coming into the NCAA tournament probably should have been higher than an eighth seed. Is there any perfect formula? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I feel like in a lot of ways, the numbers have made the seeding better. 
um, in, a, in a lot of ways. And I say this because, you know, now we're seeing these so-called upsets, but really the seeding has really been right. And I felt like Carolina's seed was probably correct. I mean, we talked about a number of losses that they played. They really didn't have a stretch during the season where they played as well as they're playing right now. And I think that kind of lands you to be in a seven or eight seed. There were just teams that earned it a little bit more during the regular season. And, and, and they kind of fit into that mode of an eight, nine high major seed that you've seen some of these teams be able to make kind of runs in the NCAA tournament, really talented teams. Like you said, with the transfer portal that start to figure out a little bit later, you know, I think the other thing that I would tell both you guys, I think is, is, is very interesting is, you know, Carolina cutting their rotation down just slightly and how that changes the complexion of a team. You know, oftentimes early in the year, because of the transfer portal, because of certain things are going on, you might be trying to play nine to 10 guys. And then as you get later in the year, you really cut that rotation down to, to seven or eight. And that makes a big difference in your production as a team, because guys are able to find a little bit better rhythm and able to play a little bit more together and play a little bit more connected. Uh, Jamie, and sliding over to Villanova for a second, you talked about Hubert Davis, and I think he deserves a lot of credit. First year head coach, you know, taking something that was imperfect and getting it to at least where it mm-hmm. reached its full potential. I mean, that's hard to do. But Jay Wright, for the most of the years, only played a six-man rotation. Justin Moore goes down. You know, what kind of conversation is he having now with his bench players? Because if somebody gets in foul trouble, someone that generally this year hasn't been getting big minutes is going to ultimately have to play. What's that conversation like, and, and how do you think Jay Wright's going to approach this? Yeah, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for him to have really his best coaching opportunity, I think, maybe of his career at this stage. Um, you know, they've had other injuries at those wing positions that have really put them down the six guys, six guys being able to play. And and I think that's one of the things that's going to be really challenging. Now, the one thing that's great about Villanova's system and how Jay Wright and those guys operate, you know, with the motion game, with the four round one, with the way they can move the ball and the way they play defensively, it's much easier to fit a player into a rotation. But obviously, how like Justin Moore is really tough because he's so he's such a big guard. His ability to score the ball and able to get to the front of the rim, stepping that next person up is going to be really difficult. But the good thing is with them being able to prepare for the for the last four days and really prepare for this, and having guys that have been in their program for three or four years, they're as adequate of any team there is to be able to step a guy into that spot. And so I think that's one of the things when I look at their team, you know, Villanova is all about the jump stop. They're all about the way they move the basketball, all about how tough they play on the offensive floor. And so that's, what's going to be really interesting to watch is will they be able to compete and score the ball enough on the offensive floor without Justin Moore? I think that's going to be a really challenging spot. What a dominant player he's been all season long, his ability to score on the post and on the perimeter and get to the front of the rim. Villanova doesn't always have, have guys that can do all those things. They really highlight that when they do have a guy like that. And so the loss of Justin Moore is going to be huge. We're talking to Jamie and Christian uh, many years as a, as a head coach. Also was uh, once upon a time on Shaka Smart Staff down at VCU. Has led teams to the NCAA tournament. One of those teams actually played Jay Wright and Villanova uh, a couple years back. Uh, in a uh, 16 versus one uh, matchup. So let, let's look at Kansas and Villanova. We'll try to sneak in uh, your thoughts on these two games just to, to break it down. You know, if you're Jay Wright, what's your game plan? And if you're Bill Self, knowing that it's pretty much a five-man rotation, what's the game plan for Kansas and who do you like in this game? 
Well, you know, one of the things when you're playing one of these blue bloods like Kansas, um, they're going to play their game. You know, they're going to establish a ball on the inside. Obviously, we talk about the depth of Villanova, not having a ton of guys, not having a ton of depth. You know, so that means, you know, the way they're going to be able to play on the inside is going to be huge. Uh, The ability to throw the ball inside to McCullough, really get him involved early on. Uh, You know, Dixon's really really a stout defender for Villanova. But like we're talking about their depth, if they get in foul trouble, that can be really tough. So expect Jay Wright to play a little bit of zone at some point in the course of the game, just to kind of counteract some of some of the some of the foul trouble that they're going to be able to get into. Kansas every year is is basically one of the best teams in the nation at getting to the free throw line. You know, so it's not just about guarding Remy Martin and his ability to score the ball. It's those bigger wings getting into the lane and being able to create, being able to get to the free throw line is going to be huge. And knowing knowing Bill Self's teams and watching those teams play, knowing the depth of Villanova, if I'm Bill Self, I'm talking a lot about getting to the free throw line. I'm talking a lot about driving the ball to the front of the rim. Villanova loves taking these charges, and so now that charge block becomes a huge situation. Every time you drive the ball to the floor, can you make those guys step over and take charges knowing that they have a lack of depth? So when I look at Kansas, it's going to be about getting that ball on the inside and really making Villanova have to make plays. Villanova, they love to switch on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. So now that means that they're going to have to really be scrappy defensively. Um, when I look at Villanova, when you're trying to counter to Kansas, you know, again, you're going to try to play small ball a little bit more and really try to move that ball side to side, isolate McCullough on the, on the isolation on the perimeter a little bit more and try to make him guard in the pick and roll and get him away from the basket to give yourself the ability to get to the front of the rim. And so it's going to be a great matchup because you're going to have two teams that are going to have to definitely play different styles to win the game. And the team that's going to be most dominant and that style will certainly have the opportunity to win. All right, final minute, Jamie, and Duke, North Carolina. Uh, the TV execs are beyond thrilled about <laughs> this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, how do you see this game being played out? Blue blood versus blue blood. You've heard that a million times. Uh, you know, 50 seconds, UNC Duke, your thoughts. I love how these Duke kids have grown up through the course of the year. Um, we talk so much about the transfer portal, but Duke are, are a teammate of young freshmen that are kind of growing to themselves. It's been fun watching them grow. Their ceiling, you know, is, is through the roof. You know, it's too bad. They won't come back for another year because if they did, that'd be the story of college basketball, just how dominant this team would have the opportunity to be. So watching them grow has been interesting. It's going to be an emotional game. You know, obviously Carolina took care of them at the, at, at, at Duke to end the regular season out. So this can be a really emotional game. You can tell the way these guys are playing at Duke. They're really locked in to trying to win these games for Coach K. And you come to Duke to yeah. play in these type of games, just like you go to Carolina. So, um, you know, I like Duke in the game. But I love how Carolina's been playing. I think you got to really watch, watch uh, Carolina's defense. Can't wait for it. Jamie, great stuff. Great stuff. We appreciate it. We'll have you on again sometime. Thank you so much. Have a great night. There he is. Jamie and Christian. It's the nightcap. Hey, tell At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. 
Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season, it is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert, to watch all your favorite games, or if you stayed up late, to see that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. With flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more, there's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Sean King, Super Bowl champion. I'm Tim Murray. Thanks again to Jamie and Christian coming on, giving us his thoughts, breakdowns of the games. And, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And, you know, that's what I love talking to you, getting not only the player's perspective, but you put on your coaching hat, too, to hear from him and think about, all right, Jay Wright's got four days to prepare for Kansas and figure out how are we going to slow things down. I hadn't heard that angle that he thinks that you could see some zone from Villanova to really try to muck it up and slow it down. I think as a mix-up, you could. I think the one thing that probably be difficult for Villanova is they're so used to rebounding based out of their man-to-man sets. You know, when you go to zone, it's a completely – you know, different animal. Duke kind of gets away with it because Mark Williams' height. Right. You know, and then Paulo Bancaro is huge, you know, so they kind of have more size, you know, than than Villanova. But, hey, whatever can get Kansas out of rhythm, I've said if you can limit Kansas' transition points on offense, I don't think they're great in the half-court set, especially if Remy Martin isn't running around, you know, like young Steph Curry. So I think 
Villanova has the guard play defensively to match up with Remy Martin, also to make him play defense on the other end. And to me, this is Villanova's greatest advantage in this game. When Remy's on the court, all of Villanova's guards can play in the low post, and they regularly do. Mm -hmm. So now you take this smaller-bodied guy, Remy, and you force him to play basically underneath the basket from a defensive standpoint. So if they had a little more depth, I, I would favor them more in this game, but I still think it's an uphill battle because I think offensively Villanova's challenged. And if Kansas can stay disciplined on defense and not commit silly fouls that get Villanova into the bonus, I think Villanova's going to have a, a tough time getting in the, the high 60s against this Kansas team. You know, one thing is we get you know more and more different ways to look at how to bet this game. One thing I would potentially look at, I, I really – I have a hard time imagining Villanova winning this game. Now, could they keep it close? Absolutely. Well, the spread says that they're in it. Right, because they want to slow things down. And, and like we talked to Johnny last night, no surprise, the, the world's going to be filing in on Kansas. So, you know, part of me would, would think about taking the points. You know, Jim Root said if it gets to five, which it did for a moment today, he would take the five with Villanova. The one thing I would potentially look at, Sean, would be Villanova first half you know, covering that spread. So they're about a two, you could find a two and a half point underdog in the first half. I think it's going to be low scoring. And, you know, think back to last year. I know I keep bringing this game up, but I think it is is relevant. When they played Baylor in the Sweet 16, they were leading at the half. And then the second half, they just ran out of gas. And ultimately, Baylor was able to win by double digits. I'm not saying that's going to be that exact same, uh, you know, blueprint, Baylor ended up winning the national championship. Baylor's team last year was better than this version of Kansas. So that's why I think, or sorry, yeah, this version of Kansas. So that's why I think Villanova maybe has even a better shot. But I wouldn't be surprised if we walked into the locker rooms on Saturday night and Villanova's winning at the half, that would not surprise me. If they win outright, yeah, that would be a little bit more surprising. I, mean, I agree with you because Kansas is capable of going into lows offensively. And they were down by what? Seven to, uh, to Miami? Oh, you're Miami. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big thing for me is if I'm Bill Self, listen, guys, stay on the floor on defense. Don't go for the pump fakes. If you get beat on a backdoor cut, attack the rim with discipline as you try and defend the shot. Don't put Villanova in the bonus. Like, you see these games and early guys just make these silly fouls for no reason. And it doesn't seem like a lot because that individual player isn't in foul trouble. But against a team like Villanova that doesn't miss from the free throw line, I would just continually harp on my guys if I'm Bill Self. Listen, force Villanova to make shots over extended arms. But don't have silly fouls that put them into the bonus because that's how, you know, they keep the – points going up on their end. If you force Villanova just to make shots, I don't think they can compete and stay with Kansas in this game. But if Kansas has Villanova on the free throw line with eight minutes to go in the first half and then with seven minutes to go in the second half, then Villanova's going to have a shot. All right, let's take a look at uh, something, another way to look at um, the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. That's most outstanding player. So once again, this is most outstanding player for the Final Four. Uh, regional... MVPs have already been handed out. So who will be the MV most outstanding player for the Final Four? No surprise, Paolo Boncaro is the pretty significant favorite here. I guess the surprise slightly would be, why is he so much higher than Ochai Abaji, considering in the futures market they're identical? It's because you can look at Kansas and you can make an argument that maybe it's Remy Martin, maybe it is you know somebody else. Paolo 
has been. He was the regional MVP uh, for Duke. He has really stepped up. While Ochai Abaji, he hasn't really you know, played out of his mind, so to speak, uh, to this point. You go a little bit further down the, the list here, you've got Jermaine Samuels from Villanova, Colin Gillespie from Villanova. Uh, that surprises me, I guess, a little bit that both of them are, are as high as they are. I would think it would just be one. Uh, Armando Baycott from UNC is the first uh, Tar Heel we see there, 10 to 1. Remy Martin, 12 to 1. Your guy, Jeremy Roach, 20 to 1. Caleb Love, 20 to 1. Brady Manick, 20 to 1. Mark Williams, 20 to 1. And A.J. Griffin. So you have three, four Dukies in that 20 to 1 range. And uh, Christian Brown, also not on this list here that we're looking at, but on the, uh, on the graphic there from Kansas at 25 to 1. So I know you're high on UNC and you think that they have a chance to win. I think it's a 50 50 game. So you think they have a, you know, a chance to win on, on Saturday. So would Armando Baycott or Caleb Love or Brady Manick be someone that would uh, intrigue you in this spot? Well, I'll say this. First of all, you have to decide is Duke winning that game? Because plus 275 on Paolo, if Duke wins the national championship, it's going to look like free money. Right. Because there's no one else on Duke well, that's going to win MOP. If they win it. That's what I was going to ask you. How confident, let's start with that. With Duke, how confident are you that he is the most outstanding player? If oh, 100%. All right. Yeah, 100%. So there you go. Yeah. And I would say. Because he contributes in so many ways. Yeah. Like he can have 15 and 10 and look like the most dominant player on the court. You know, he just kind of has that game. And then Duke doesn't really have a second option because they have a third, fourth, fifth option. So Right. Mark Williams. Oh, look, I've loved the way Mark Williams yeah. played, but he's not winning right. my MLP. And then Griffin's going to be hitting threes, and Moore's going to be in, you know, in transition, and Roach is going to have moments. But at the end of the day, it's not supposed to be an aggregate award. It's not supposed to be the entire tourney. But everybody that's going to vote on the award has watched the entire tournament. And Paolo has looked like the number one player in the country. So I agree. The thing with Kansas is I just – it's hard for me to decide when I look at Kansas if they win it. Abaji can't have the same kind of game that Paolo can have and win it because you have Remy. So if Abaji has one of those 12-point games, you know, he plays solid, not spectacular, but Remy comes in and ends up with 18, and he's hitting, you know how he shoots, you know, contested mm -hmm. shots. He, you know, he's got a, 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 a great chance to win it. So I think you're splitting votes. To me, the value is this. If you think North Carolina's going to win it, I'll put future bets on Manic and Love and just sit tight. Because either one of those guys, if they win it, is capable of going for 25-plus. And if they do that in the national title game in a North Carolina win, then more than likely they would give it, get it over Bacot, even though he might have a double-double. Just because those two are hitting threes. I mean, they're spectacular, you know, when they're scoring at, at a high rate. So, you know, to get them at 20-1, to 1, you know, is great value. Me, personally, I do think Duke finds a way to win it. And I think plus 275, if they can win these next two games, it's free money. Because the only way they're going to win is if Paolo plays big. And, you know, I think he's going to do that. He said they were disappointed in the ACC tournament because they didn't get a rematch with North Carolina. They were disappointed that Virginia Tech won. I think in the back of their minds, they've been hoping, wishing and praying that they get this rematch. So I think you're going to see aggressive Paolo. I think you're going to see elite Paolo. And whoever wins the North Carolina Duke game, I've already said, I think they're cutting the nets down on Monday night. Yeah, I don't disagree with the Caleb Love or Brady Manic. I just want consistency. And that's the thing about UNC. We've seen so many different players step up at different times. So it, that's what makes me a little bit nervous. 
you know, I think Remy Martin prior to earlier in the tournament, I thought was a, was a great bet. You know, there were, there were 50 to ones on him out there to win it, uh, to win this award. He had 20 against Creighton, 23 against Providence. So I think if you think Kansas has a chance, Remy Martin is a, is an interesting flyer. I don't love it down at 12 to one, but to your point, I think, I think Caleb love, his capabilities of getting as hot as he does. Hey, if he goes to 25 20 to in the second half like he did against UCLA and they beat Kansas, it'll be his. The straw poll came out from a lot of voters on who will win NBA MVP. We'll break that down with JVT next. Check out. Check out. Check out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.